Hey, beloved, Gilbert Alfu here once again. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Shepherd's Word. And this is a message that brings healing to the brokenhearted, clarity to the confused, and a sense of direction to the lost. Today, I'm going to be continuing my message on the beauty of sin. And this is going to be the second part of the beauty of sin. In the part one, we talked about Eve and Adam and what they did in the Garden of Eden. And today we are going to look at David and what he did to Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. And that account can be found in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2 to 4. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2 to 4. And today I'm going to focus on how we can be aware of the devil. How we can be aware of the devil. Because believe you me, the devil is very, very present. He's very, very alive and around. And he's looking, especially to the Christians, those who call themselves Christians, to bring them down. He's doing everything that he can to make you turn your back on God. So that is what we're going to be looking at today. So let's read the account of David and Bathsheba and what happened. From 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2 to 4. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. May God bless the reading of his word. As the message is coming, I pray that you will open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to rightly divide the word to your understanding. Amen. We define beauty as something that is very attractive to the human eye. And we also define sin as something that you do that is displeasing to God or goes against the will of God. And in the first part, we found out the ways that sin comes to us. And we said that it comes to us through what we pay attention to. And it also comes to us through what we fall in love with. And when you read the account of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, you will find out the ways that the devil used to convince them to go against the will of God, especially the woman. And in David's accounts too, it's kind of similar to what happened in the Garden of Eden. Because this was a man who just wanted to take a walk. But for some strange reason, for some strange reason, he saw this beautiful woman taking a bath. And he couldn't take his eyes off from that moment when he saw her. The devil managed 
to use that image that David saw to get his attention. And as a result, he fell for the trap. Because David knew that this woman that was bathing was a married woman. But that didn't deter him from doing what he wanted to do. Why? Because the passage tells us that the woman was very beautiful to behold. Was very beautiful to behold. So as a result, David just couldn't reason at that moment. What you focus on, what gets your attention is very powerful. And if you don't have control over yourself, you will dishonor your name and you will go against the will of God. Sin is very beautiful. It comes in ways that you don't see. It comes in ways that you don't expect. In David's case, it came as a beautiful woman who was just taking a shower. In Adam and Eve's case, it came in a beautiful tree that God had commanded them not to touch. The devil is always going to use something that you just can't let go to trap you into doing what he wants so that you can go against the will of God. So if there's anything you are praying for, pray for the spirit of discernment so that you can identify or know at any point in time what is from God and what is from the devil. If you can't do that, you are always going to fall at the mercy of the devil. I don't think David woke up from his bed at that time and thought of doing what he did. He was just taking a walk, an innocent walk. And the devil managed to turn his focus onto something that goes against his will. Beloved, Jesus tells us in his word that we should watch and pray. We are told in the word of God that we should pray without season. Why? Because the devil is much alive and present and he's looking for ways and means to bring you down. Especially you who claim you're a child of God. So he's always finding ways and means through the promotion at work, through the relationship you are in through the attractive package that has become available to you at your workplace. Whatever ways and means that he, is, he can use to get your attention so that he can bring you down, he's using it. So you have to be careful with every step that you take. You have to be careful. Because aside the, the information that David had, about this woman being married. He just couldn't reason. Because of what he saw. We have to be careful beloved. Devil is not going to leave you alone. Until you fall. He's not going to leave you alone. So let's look at three ways. That you can avoid. 
the works of the enemy. If you know these three ways, you will know when sin is coming to avoid it. The first way is to be aware of the devil's presence. Be aware of the devil's present. You have to know that the devil is very much alive and very much present in our everyday life. He is not going to leave you alone until he gets what he wants. He will do everything possible to get what he wants from you. So you have to be very, very aware of his presence around you and alive. When you read Job chapter 1 verse 6 to 7, it says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. He's going to and fro and walking back and forth, seeking to devour the soul of the believer. Seeking to destroy the soul of the believer. You must not be ignorant of his presence. You must know that he's very much alive and well. And he's seeking for your soul. So you must constantly remind yourself that he's alive and very well. That is why Jesus said we should watch and pray. We should watch and pray. In as much as you are praying, be alert of the works of the enemy. Else you're going to fall for his traps. He's not going to leave you alone until he gets what he wants from you. He's never going to leave you alone until he gets what he wants from you. So be aware of it. The second point is to be aware of the ways of the devil be aware of the ways of the devil in genesis chapter 3 verse 1 it tells us that the devil now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field the word cunning there means he is skilled in what he does to achieve his aim he is skilled in what he does to achieve his aim. You have to know that the ways that the devil will come to you is not what you expect. It's going to come through that beautiful lady. It's going to come through that $1 million deal. It's going to come through that work contract that you have gotten. It's going to come through that alcohol you're drinking, he comes in ways that you don't see. By the time you realize you are in his camp and he has gotten you to where he wanted you to get to. So you must 
first know that he is very much alive, very present in our lives. And second, the ways that he uses. He's a trickster, so be very careful. And the third point that you have to know is you have to be aware or you have be aware of the aim of the devil. Sorry. The third point is to be aware of the aim of the devil. Be aware. Because it tells us, the Bible tells us that the devil came to steal, to kill and to destroy. That is his aim. Whatever he's doing to lure you to do what goes against the will of God is just to destroy you at the end of it. When Eve and Adam went against the will of God, judgment came on them. God cursed them and sent them out of the Garden of Eden. A beautiful place, a blissful place. The devil just came in to destroy a good thing. So you have to be aware that he doesn't mean good for you. So if you are committing adultery, if you are committing fornication, if you are drinking, if you are lying, if you are doing all sorts of things, you have to be aware that the devil is not looking to excite you. He's only looking to destroy you, to steal your happiness. He's looking to just make your life miserable. David, a man of honor, just couldn't control himself in a split second when he saw a woman bathing and he committed an abominable crime. Getting the woman pregnant and killing her husband who was fighting for him. That is how powerful and strong sin is. And if the devil is able to get you to fall for it, it controls your every being. David lost his senses at that moment. Couldn't reason even when they told him that this woman has a husband. He couldn't reason after that when he did it. So you have to be very, very careful. The devil is not joking. You have to be careful. And ways to prevent him is by knowing the word. When Jesus was led into the wilderness by the spirit and the devil came in there to tempt him, everything that the devil threw at him, he said, it is written. In other words, the word says, the word says, what would have happened if Jesus didn't have the word in him? What would have happened if the son of God didn't have the word in him? You must know the word for yourself. Because if you have the word and you are confronted with sin, you will know what to do at that moment when you are confronted with it. You will know what to do. The reason why many of us are hooked to all these things is because we are wishy-washy Christians. We have one foot in and one foot out and we lack the knowledge of God's word. So therefore, when we are confronted with issues, we give up. 
We give in. We lose hope. We fall for petty, petty things. Just because of the lack of knowledge of God's word. When we look to Jesus, we learn how to face adversity. We learn how to face temptation. We learn it. In the middle of temptation, it is the word that is your weapon that you can use to fight and defeat the enemy. When he says, lay with the woman that is not your wife, he says that God says you shouldn't commit adultery. When you're confronted with sexual immorality, you can say that the Bible says when we are confronted with this, we should flee. When you have to cheat, you, you tell the devil that the Bible tells us that we should be honest at all times. Beloved, you need the word. You need the word. You need to arm yourself with the word if you want to overcome the temptations and trials of the enemy. Be aware of his presence. Be aware of his ways. Be aware of his aim. So that in whatever way he comes against you, you are armed with the word to defeat him. Arm yourself with the word. As this message is coming to a close, I feel like we should pray. And I'm praying for anybody that is hooked to something. Alcohol. Sexual immorality. Lies. Whatever ways that the enemy is using to destroy you that you know within yourself it is destroying you. I pray for a release right now. I pray for a supernatural anointing on you that will break that yoke and set you free in the name of Jesus. And may you gain your freedom and may you have the strength of God in you to revive your spirit, to stand up and live for him. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Beloved, my name is Gilbert Affle, and I brought to you the shepherd's word. Until next time, be blessed. Like, share, subscribe, and let me know what you think. God bless you.